The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, he said he had a plan and was committed to ending homelessness in Edmonton in 10 weeks. And yesterday, Mayor Don Iveson announced the next step in the city of Edmonton's plan to try to do just that. The city says it plans to use $8 million from Edmonton's share of federal restart funding to open and run a new center to support homelessness and, uh, and uh, homeless and vulnerable people by the end of the month. He says it will be a low barrier 24-7 accommodation space with day programming and meal service space that will run until March next year. We're deeply concerned about the well-being of Edmontonians experiencing homelessness and the rising numbers of people sleeping rough in our city, including those living in the camps uh, that have been so high profile. So we're planning for this accommodation to be a safe and welcoming, better alternative to the camps with a low barrier and helpful experience for the people who will live there and 24-7 programming. Our goal, again, is to get everyone off the street this month in October and provide them pathways to get everyone into bridge housing and ultimately into supportive long-term housing. The mayor saying that it is important to get this done now for a number of reasons, including the increase in social disorder and economic recovery. Because it is the humane thing to do and because homelessness and social disorder is detrimental for our economic recovery. In fact, uh, you know, from our what we're hearing increasingly from our business community is that one of the biggest risks uh, to the resiliency of our economy, one of the biggest risks to attracting investment to our city, one of the biggest risks to getting people to come back downtown and back to White Avenue and back to Alberta Avenue and back to 124th Street to support our local businesses who are struggling so much is the social disorder we're seeing because homelessness has not been solved. So that eight million in funding was taken out of a lump sum of just some of just under 160 million that was allocated to the city through the federal safe restart agreement, and that saw the federal government provide 300 million dollars to municipalities in the province to help with COVID-19 economic relaunch. Now the city says it's time that the province, well, it needs to step up. We do need the provincial government uh, to step up within their jurisdiction. Uh, with interim housing and supports uh, and uh, long-term support commitments for those nurses, for those addictions treatment professionals, uh, for those uh, social workers to be embedded to make this housing successful. Again, as we have said many, many times over, this will cost them less than what they are spending today at the Remand Centre and in our hospitals. Susan Susan McGee is the CEO of Homeward Trust, which is the organization that leads several others in the city with the goal of ending homelessness. And Susan joins us now. Susan, welcome back to the show. It's good to talk with you again. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, a bit of a good news day yesterday, but uh, as expected, there's probably in your mind still a lot of work to be done. Your initial reaction to that announcement? There is a lot of work to be done. And I, and I, you know, there's, there's been a number of announcements throughout the pandemic that, that have impact the sector. And we're just really working hard through all of our relationships and with the city and the province to make sure we, we 
have the the best impact possible for community. Yesterday's announcement, I think, is is important in that we're going into winter. We we every year plan and shape our emergency system around recognizing that people are more vulnerable in winter. But more now than ever, we needed mm. something clear and significant for day services. So lots of really um, good things I think will come out of being able to provide those services during the winter. And and as importantly as, as was at the expo, we will be able to work closely with the site to try to house people directly into permanent housing. What do you know about how this centre will work, how it will run? And I guess you know, maybe the most important question is, is how do you think it should be run and what does it need to make sure it does? We learned a lot with um, standing up the expo in the very, very first days of our pandemic response, and we did that certainly with a lot of partners. This um, is not envisioned to be at that level of scale, but also to have shelter associated with it, which is one of the things that I think we were challenged with with the expo is that in a pandemic, it is important that people are served in one location as much as possible. So, you know, the learnings that we've had from that environment and whatever can be can be transferred. There was really important partnerships with um, treatment and recovery options that were available that can only be made available when, a, when there's a predictable site where people can access them. So kind of transferring that learning and the good things that did come out of the ability to continue to house throughout the pandemic into another location is, I think, um, one of the things we're hopeful about. Susan, the um, the exact location where it's going to be, um, you know, started up uh, hasn't been uh, revealed yet, but uh, there is some speculation and already hearing about some blowback on that front, you know, the not in my backyard, that sort of thing. What do you say to those people who are concerned about what having, um, you know, a facility like this will mean for their neighbourhood? Well, there is... In, in the space we're in and responding and making sure that people are, are safe in our community and in an environment where we need to make um, a lot of planning decisions in a much more compressed time frame than we might have in previous years, um, you know, that is challenging. And it's going to be challenging for everybody that would have maybe, you know, others might have wanted to take longer and participate in, in more discussions. But at the same time, we're not talking about kind of preferences that are minor. I mean, I, you know, the, the decision to move quickly on some of the work that happens during the pandemic is a matter, quite frankly, of life and death. I mean, we, we really do need to move people into um, safe spaces in order for them to be safe and to access uh, permanent solutions. I think some of the learning that we've also shared with all of our community partners is that we can do this work and really mitigate any, um, you know, of the, the the perceived negativity mm. if we work together and um, continue to commit to that throughout the entire process, not just in the initial decision discussion. Homer Trust tweeted yesterday, the most powerful tool to prevent a massive backslide towards a homeless epidemic is framing. Providing the homeless with housing saves money and doing nothing costs money. To this, add the frame that housing is a form of health care. There are some people who are still, I think, having difficulty wrapping their head around uh, that fact that if we get folks into homes, into a place to call their own home, uh, you know, a place that is safe and not living on the street, that eventually it it will, um, it will, it will cost the system less. Can you expand on that, Susan, for us? Well, you know, the, the emergency systems that that some of us from time to time do really need to rely on, but but quite infrequently because 
we only approach them or we only have to rely on them in an emergency are very expensive, um, you know, on a daily basis. Um, and to be in hospital and to not be able to be discharged because you have absolutely nowhere to go to that can take care of your wounds, that can take care of your medical needs, all of that adds up very, very quickly in, in the thousands of dollars a day in, in some cases. And when one has a home and one has supports that can facilitate access to those services in the way the rest of us normally would um, out of an emergency scenario access them, it is far less expensive. And more importantly, from a human cost perspective, when people have homes and they have safe places to live and they have support, they can get support in actually also becoming much more integrated in society. Again, they are not surviving every day. They are living and contributing. Susan McGee is the CEO of Homeward Trust. She joins us this afternoon. Um, I noticed yesterday as well a, a graph that was that was put out by Home, Homeward Trust talking about uh, coordinated efforts in the city uh, manage, managing to uh, house about 1,000 people since March 1st, and that work continues. Can you give us an idea of what that process looks like and, and what is required for it and what is still needed? Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I am... Um, um, really just I think the whole community of Edmonton should be proud of is the homeless serving sector that has organized around a housing first program that is largely funded by our government of Alberta that made a very early commitment to end homelessness years ago and to work through rapidly moving people into housing so that protest has engaged um, over a dozen agencies we have um, a coordinated access team that ensures that the connection to the right level of supports because as you can imagine not everybody requires the same intensity of housing or the same type of housing so it's it's a group and a kind of an approach that has been very successful in our community and during the pandemic very creative and ensuring that none of that work slowed down and we've continued to house at um, pre-pandemic pace and also brought in new partners to prevent people from coming into homelessness in the first place. Susan, we know that the need for bridge housing has has been there for for years. What is the challenge with that? I know uh, Homer Trust has put together proposals and you know all sorts of things over the years, and it just never seemed to to to, to grow any further. Now all of a sudden, you know, you know, the mayor says, "I want to do this in 10 weeks." Boom, here we are. And I get that the pandemic is uh, is a big part of that, but but. Uh, what is it that's still needed? What is it? I mean, is it just simply a, a, the place to house people and, and what that looks like? No, and, I, and I, there's been various um, efforts around the, that, those shorter-term models that we are really evidence-based in our work and we're focusing on ensuring that whatever we're contributing um, resources to is actually expediting housing. And in the past, sometimes shorter-term housing options have not done that because they haven't been so intentionally designed to connect specifically with people um, uh, that are particularly living rough. So as we've evolved the model and the opportunity within the environment of the pandemic and the support that we've had from orders of government to yes, move people as quickly as possible into a safe space has also set up the rest of the system or the rest of the agencies that are working with them for better better outcomes and faster outcomes. Um, you know, the delay that can happen if somebody has absolutely nowhere to live and is, is not accessing shelter for various reasons, can be a much more prolonged effort 
than if we have support for them in one location and we can work with them really intentionally. So, you know, I think the pandemic has given us the opportunity to demonstrate very clearly what a difference that can make. So would that, you know, when you talk about like the chronically homeless, is it more difficult to to find a, a proper space for, for those folks? You know, everybody has their own journey into homelessness and certainly yeah. um, people who have lived homeless for a long time. Um, and uh, there is an adjustment for sure. I don't think um, it would be kind of, I, I think I'd be remiss not to also mention the real challenges that some of the um, pressures around addiction, but also just mm-hmm. the drugs on the street right now that, that individuals are using. Yeah. And they need to kind of really work closely with individuals that have been exposed to that has on their success. And it's super important that that be kind of highlighted as part of what we do and what we offer as a community. So I, I you know, I, I think that from a chronic homeless perspective, I would be, you know, really hesitant to characterize universally because we've also had individuals that have lived on the street for years, move into apartments and be very successful in a short period of time. But, you know, differently, others have other challenges. Yeah, for sure. So what happens in March? I mean, this this gets put in place, hopefully up and running by the end of October is what the mayor has said. Uh, Done in March. What is the hope then for March? What's, you know, for 2021, the rest of that year and moving forward? Well, we are we have are going to be relentless and continue to be relentless Mm -hmm. in trying to connect people with permanent housing and in apartments. We also, um, you know, as as I mentioned at the very beginning, there's been a number of announcements and there's been um, uh, support by the federal government to look at uh, creative options, uh, buying or securing and converting hotels as well as other really kind of expedited options. So if we can make those work, that will hopefully be an appropriate segue. Some of those will need ongoing support and that will be our Mm -hmm. biggest challenge because there will be challenges with kind of the sustainability of all of this, but I, you know, I can assure you that that's top of mind for everybody involved. We're working really hard to think well in advance and at the same time, keep people safe immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Susan, just before I let you go, are you, are you starting to see people maybe, um, thinking of this as a, as a permanent shift, you know, that it's, that it's on their radar a whole lot more. Do you think that people are, are, are coming around to this belief that, that this is the right thing to do, uh, you know, on a, on a human level, but also when we talk about, you know, addressing things like social disorder, when we talk about getting the economy back up and running, I mean, do you, do you, are, are, are you, are you seeing a, a shift in perception out there? I believe so. And I, I really want to be more confident about that. My, my <laughs> one reservation is I think in the pandemic in the early months, what I can confidently say is that it really laid bare um, how the system doesn't support individuals once they um, have a housing crisis and, and lose their housing. And there has been a real rallying. I think we've seen it nationally of people really empathizing and putting a lot of support behind our efforts nationally to end homelessness. Now, as we all adjust and we start kind of trying to get back into whatever version of normal we're working with right now, we can start to forget those moments. And I think it's our job as Homer Trust and and some of our national partners to keep remembering how significant that realization as 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 a, really quite frankly, as a country has been and to make sure that we don't lose focus and that we don't go back to accepting 
that individuals with you know significant health needs that anybody else in our community would get support for are allowed to just live without supports on the street. Susan, there's a lot of layers to this, and there's going to be a lot of moving parts. And certainly, you know, uh, we are weeks away. Uh, the mayor hopeful that this will be up and running. It's going to be uh, watched very closely. You know that by a, a lot of different uh, folks. And uh, we wish it success, Susan. It's it's important and it's and it's needed. And uh, I hope we get a chance to to check in in a few months and find out how things are going. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time given the issue. Yeah, take care. Susan McGee, the CEO of Homeward Trust. Uh, so, yeah, if you're looking to find out more information uh, on this one, you can find out, uh, you can check out uh, 63ched.com or, of course, globalnews.ca. But uh, the plan is to have this space up and running by the end of the month, a new centre to support homeless and vulnerable people by the end of the month. The mayor saying, quote, a low-barrier 24-7 accommodation space with day programming and meal service that will run until March of next year.